stranded. Obi-Wan Kenobi, Anakin Skywalker, and his Padawan Ahsoka Tano are caught in the middle of a treacherous battle between good and evil. The scales now tip toward the dark side. Our three warriors must guard against attack as they plan their escape. A great weight has been placed on Anakin's shoulders, for it is now that he must face who he really is. Bucketheads, Mavar Tigar, welcome to the 120th Dark Side Deceiving episode of Mandovision, Nargai Tom, and thank you so much for checking out this small, independent Star Wars podcast. Remember, the best way to reach out to us is on social media, at Mando underscore Vision on Twitter and Instagram. You can email the show, MandovisionTom at gmail.com. Please be sure to like, subscribe, and share the show with all the other Mandalorians in your covert. Hey, How's everyone doing? Happy New Year. 2022 is here. And we are blazing a path talking about a show that's 11 years old. It's very exciting. <laughs> but we're here. It's Mandovision. What's it going to be? Monday? Tuesday? I don't know what day we're dropping this. But again, 2022 is here. We're, we're, we're in, in the book of Boba Fett. We're reading chapter by chapter. And uh, again, another reminder that is it is a great time to be a Star Wars fan. And I'm so glad we're all here together on the Man Division podcast. Thank you for tuning in and, and supporting the show. Truly, truly appreciate it. We are here to conclude the Mortis Trilogy, Season 3, Episode 17, Ghosts of Mortis. The, uh, the original air date for this episode, uh, excuse me, was February 11th, 2011. You know the trilogy well. It's uh, one of those just really, really interesting uh, episode arcs of this entire season. Or of this entire series, the season in particular, but so much to to talk about with with Mortis, so, so many things to examine, and I think this is now now that we're getting to this episode, uh, I think moving forward with the show, when we get to more episodes that spend more time talking about Jedi mysticisms and 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 you know the f different philosophies of the Force, as the show kind of gets into more of its own uh, its own mythology, we will look back and be able to reference Mortis now because we've reached this point. It was always something that. Um, you know, knowing these episodes were coming in the future, I didn't want to talk about things that hadn't happened yet in the show, but now that we're there, we have a, like a fixed point on which to, to refer back to things, which is going to be fun. It's going to be exciting, uh, because, uh, the, these three episodes, again, they're, they're an onion. <laughs> they are the, 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 the gift of the Jelly of the Month Club 
all year long. It is a gift that keeps on giving. So we, we look back at this and, and uh, again, fixed point in our Clone Wars canon for Force stuff. Good things to look at. And again, it'll bleed into Rebels too. You know it will. Let's do our plot for this week. The Sun shows Anakin a vision of the future to sway him to his side. Obi-Wan and Ahsoka must make sure the Sun does not leave Mortis aboard their Jedi shuttle. Like we talked about last week, kind of turns into a big game of keep away. Don't let him get into the shuttle. Make sure you can't leave on the shuttle. The episode this week, directed by Stuart Lee, written once again by Christian Taylor, our cast this week. Uh, you, you know it well by now. No one knew really added to the mix. Matt Lanter is Anakin Skywalker. Lloyd Shearer is the father. James Arnold Taylor is Obi-Wan Kenobi. Sam Witwer is the son. Uh, Ashley Eckstein is Ahsoka Tano. Liam Neeson returns as Qui-Gon Jinn. Dee Bradley Baker is the clone troopers. Tom Kane is the narrator. You get a little little peek at Ian, Ian Amicrombie as Darth Sidious. And even a little Catherine Tabor as Padme Amidala in this one. Our uh, Jedi fortune cookie... You know, let me get to that in a minute. Um... I don't, you know, I don't know how much I want to say about this episode in, in before we really dive into it proper because there's so much to, I don't know. Again, I want to pull these layers back, I guess, piece by piece. So maybe, maybe we'll, we will just get into the Jedi fortune cookie right now. And, and, uh, yeah. He who seeks to control fate shall never find peace. And a lot of this you can infer onto Anakin. Uh, again, trying to head off a fate that he's been shown by the by the by the sun but we're going to talk about that as we get to that scene because there there's so much to to discuss I, I, I keep saying that so let's just get to it let's just get into the discussion let's do it you know what time it is it's time strap on your buckets let's go where are you going to see the father i'm not convinced that the sun will be contained here without our help perhaps we should make a stand anakin if I don't get the Father's blessing to leave, it'll haunt me forever. So guilt's a big motivator for Anakin in this this beginning opening segment of the series. We're dealing with the death of the daughter still, the ramifications of that. The father now alone, and the force out of balance on Mortis, and, and Anakin's rejection of that uh, is, is, is haunting him. And he talks about that specifically when he, when he says to Obi-Wan that, that unless the father gives them permission to leave, it will stay with him and haunt him forever. So, yeah, a very, very literal uh, words coming out of his mouth. Anakin, Anakin, Anakin just started coming to grips with the fact that, yeah, his choices here have had a devastating consequence. And and what's going to happen now? The sun seems to be out of control. The sun seems to be spiraling down to the path of the dark side. And and he's not comfortable with them just leaving the planet. Um Anakin wants to try and get some resolution, some closure to the situation, and and aid the father in some way. Uh, he talks to to Obi Wan about it, about making a stand, and putting it into the dark side. Uh, the conversation with the father when Anakin meets up with him in an attempt to get his blessing to leave or to persuade him into a course of action um, is very very interesting. I want to go ahead and play that for you all because. Um, Again, there's just a lot of interesting little nuggets of information here. The And the way the father sort of has come around is the way the father is sort of now realizing what he has to do in, in the wake of, his, of the daughter's death and, and how to prevent the son's uh, ever-growing hunger for power. So let's go ahead and play this little bit here. Do not underestimate my son. He will seek your ship to escape our isolation and sow terror through the universe. 
And while you are here, he will use you to do it. What will you do, now that he's given himself over to the dark side? It is my actions that have unleashed great danger on the universe. I must kill him. But he's too powerful for you alone. Hmm, perhaps. Perhaps not. The Force will decide. I can help you. The choice is no longer yours to make. Both our destinies are clouded. This place is strong with the Force. Darkness has no hold here. Go. Ask, and you will know what to do. Alright, so Anakin's about to go off on a little bit of a vision quest, but what the father says to him there, what the father's talking about, both of their destinies are now muddled. Uh, Anakin's rejection of the Chosen One, right? At least in this particular iteration of the prophecy, if, if the, that the, that the father believes Anakin to be the Chosen One to stay here on Mortis to maintain the balance between the son and the daughter. Uh, I think the Jedi uh, prophecy of the Chosen One is, is, is while similar is different obviously we, we Anakin uh, gets told that line to him you know Obi-Wan throws it in his face in episode 3 about you know destroying the Sith and and restoring order to the for balance to the force through that methodology clearly the Jedi have that tilt on the chosen one prophecy and by extension the Sith have probably have their own version of the chosen one prophecy as well so you're, you're dealing with the, again the, the the philosophical differences between all the different various factions of force users in the galaxy who have a shared uh, prophecy of a chosen one right but we as as the observers we know Anakin's path we know Anakin's fate so to hear that his 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 path is now muddled is now clouded uh, it seems almost as if this choice is is just another a big stepping stone on Anakin's path to the dark side to his inevitable destiny as Darth Vader and you know obviously as the episode goes and he's he's shown that very future uh, he makes the choice to align with the dark side to prevent it so it, I mean it all just sort of seems like he's, he's choosing one thing to prevent another but they're all bad they're all bad choices that Anakin gets and, and we'll, we'll talk about those as uh, we get to the sequence with with the, with the sun and uh, again there's some really good clips in this one so I'm gonna keep another one for you all to check out in just a moment yeah, the first one we're going to check out is Anakin on his vision quest. Here we go. You have grown strong and powerful, just as I imagined. Master, do you believe you are the Chosen One? How can I know? I can tell you what I believe. I believe you will bring balance to the Force. That you will face your demons and save the universe. And, and this creature of the Dark Side, do I leave or do I stay and kill him? Neither. Look deeper. You will find another way. I don't understand. Not far from here, there is a place which is strong in the dark side of the Force. You must go there. And destroy the sun. Remember your training, Anakin. Trust your instincts. Master. Master! Alright, so Anakin, as confused as ever on what he's supposed to do here... He's really just looking for some guidance, but as usual, as with with, with mysticism, there is a uh, vagarity that must be handled, must be dealt with. Uh, you know, as Qui Gon tells him, he has to find another way. 
But by the end of the episode, we have to ask ourselves the question, did he find another way? I mean, everything gets gets thrown out of whack in the next sequence when, when Anakin has his confrontation with the brother in in that place rich with the dark side, which uh, I'm going to double check, and I'll get back to you in a moment, but I'm pretty sure there is Sith symbology in that area. We talked a little bit about some of the symbology around Mortis in the in the pre- previous episode, uh, but I, if, if memory serves, it's, it's very distinctly a Sith image, uh, which is interesting considering... Uh, the claims of both the father and the son that the the Jedi and the Sith uh, are are sort of beneath them because they are these pure pure force beings who uh, ascribe to no uh, set philosophy. So I'm gonna cue that 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 clip up with the son, and I'm gonna double check some some of the symbols there too. So while Anakin is on his his quest, he's about to go meet up with the son. We go back to the Jedi Starship, where we initially started the episode at, um, before Anakin rode off. And I, I do have a little bit of a question for everybody out there, and, and I thought it was interesting. Now, perhaps I'm forgetting something. I don't want to say that my, my memory is, is a steel trap and nothing has escaped it over the years. But I was a little surprised to see that Ahsoka is the one doing the repairs on the ship. I always thought Anakin is more of the, the gearhead of the group. Uh, the one who would be doing the repairs. Not not to say that Ahsoka is not capable, and perhaps it's part of her training. Perhaps this is something that Anakin, a skill that he's in, 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 attempting to impart onto his Padawan. But I was surprised to not see Anakin being the one down in, in the, in the uh, maintenance shaft getting the repairs going for the, for the ship. But I did like seeing Ahsoka doing it, so it works out just fine. And obviously Anakin is, is sort of uh, his heavy, heavy head, Heavy mind, a lot of on his uh, good lord, heavy head. Um, he has a lot in his mind right now with everything that has transpired on Mortis to this point. Uh, so now we go back to the ship. The, the father arrives to, to chat with Obi Wan Kenobi and Ahsoka by extension, uh, and and, and Obi Wan not excited to find out that Anakin has has gone off to confront the son. And so now, and uh, Obi Wan wants to get involved. And let's go ahead and play a little bit from that because uh, I think Obi-Wan has a very, very good uh, perspective. <laughs> and I want to share with everybody here. Check this out. Anakin has gone to confront your son, hasn't he? Deep within this planet exists a place where all that is dark is channeled. And how do I get there? You cannot interfere. The way I see it, if we were not supposed to interfere, Ahsoka and I wouldn't be here in the first place. Look after the ship. I'm going to find Anakin. And there he goes. So we're going to check back in at the uh, sort of like the oh, the well of the dark side. And we will uh, get to see... Well, we're not going to get to see anything because we're on a podcast. But when you're watching the episode, this is when the sun will employ... Uh, uh, this tactic of, of showing, piercing the veil of time, if you will, and showing Anakin uh, his 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 faded path, his destiny now, and Anakin's reaction to it, the 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 horror uh, uh, as as he sees what he does and what he becomes, and now in an effort to avoid that path, he will side with the sun, and and all under the guise that the the sun's going to bring peace. Um, but as we know from the Sith, the kind of peace they bring, not all that peaceful. Not all that peaceful. 
All right, so as we get ready to play this clip, I want you to note the kind of music. The, the music playing in the background is real low, sort of inaudible. I'm going to turn the music. I'm going to turn our uh, speakers up just a little bit here, so that hopefully it comes through a little bit more clearly. But listen to that what's playing underneath as the son and Anakin continue their conversation. I have a gift for you. I have had enough of your trickery. Mm, but you'll like this one. Promise. What if I could show you the future? Alright, so there it is. Now he's getting his mind clouded. He's seen the horrible images of what is to come. The nightmare scenario. We're seeing familiar figures fooling around because we know we know Anakin's fate. We know what happens in Episode 3. And then, obviously, the, the big image, the, the iconic image of Vader's helmet behind him, uh, seeing what, what Anakin's final steps will be on, 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 in his fall from grace and his fall to the dark side. And uh, it shakes him. It shakes him to his core, and he's about to make another really bad choice in order to avoid one bad fate. He's about to choose another. I will do such terrible things. Yes. But it doesn't have to be that way. The choice is still yours to make. How? The future, by its nature, can be changed. Join me, and together we will destroy this emperor you see in your visions. Then we shall end war, corruption, and suffering throughout the galaxy. Will we bring peace? Of course. It's shortly after this that Obi-Wan arrives in the Well of the Dark Side uh, and, and, and promptly has his little portable speeder bike kicked into the lava and, and left behind by, by, by Anakin. And... Uh, yeah, we see Anakin in, in, in a very dark side mode, right? Like a lot of black around the eyes. You can kind of see the darkness within him. Uh, Obi-Wan wisely is able to radio ahead. Uh, you know, they must have really powerful communicators to get around all that, that stone and granite and rock that's, that's surrounding him in that giant well. But good for him. He's able to get a hold of Ahsoka, warns him that Anakin and the sun are coming for the ship, she takes a component, a vital component, to disable the ship so no one's going to be leaving. Uh, it's at this point that the sun and Anakin split up, but they know where everyone's going, right? The, the sun is going to head off. He wants to go get the Blade of Mortis from his sister's grave, and Anakin is going to go track down the component, right? Not so fast, my friends. The father intervenes, and the father, uh, seeing what his son has done to Anakin, he knows that, that he has uh, broken the laws, right? He has, he has uh, pierced the veil of time, something that is forbidden. Uh, in order to uh, sort of correct this, the father is going to remove these, these, the memories of this vision from Anakin's mind. This is going to be sort of a, a, sort of a reset for Anakin. He will have that, that no, future knowledge st uh, taken from him in order to get back on the path of the light side. This sets up our final confrontation between everyone. What? <laughs> You're going to kill me now. I held hope that you could resist the dark side. 
I see now. There is no going back. Father. No! What have you done? Alright, just because we're an audio podcast, you kind of need to know what happened there. This is the moment where the father takes the Blade of Mortis and stabs himself fatally. And we're about to hear the why as the son is losing his mind at what he just saw. It did not have to be this way! Yes, my child. It did. You and I are tied together. And your strength runs through me. This way, I take your power. Please, don't die. I always knew there was good in you. And so you have betrayed me, father. All right, so in case, again, we're an audio podcast, and unless you're watching the episode with us, that is the moment with the the son and, and the father embrace that Anakin is able to come up from behind. Um, again, not the most uh, heroic way to do things, but stabs the son through the back and the father as well, just clean through and, and ends the threat of the son. What happens now is also very interesting stuff, so we're going to kind of pick up with the father's final moments as he is attempting to talk with Anakin about what is to come. It is done. And now, I die. My heart broken. But knowing the rule you will play. And what is that? You are the chosen one. You have brought balance to this world. Stay on this path. And you will do it again for the galaxy. But beware your heart. And so the father fades into the force, and Anakin knows he's been told that his time as the chosen one is not done. There is another time to be this one to bring balance to the force yes he's done it now and not in the way that anyone expected but there will be another opportunity but he must be mindful of his heart of his feelings and we know that his inability to let go is the key to Anakin's downfall it is what Sidious seizes on to turn him to the dark side and and that that's always been again Anakin's greatest uh, weakness right his, his inability to let go, to accept death, to accept loss. And this underscores that so nicely. Uh, and it's, it also is sort of fun to think about how, how differently things could have gone. You know, somewhere out there, I'm sure someone has written a, a piece of fan fiction or, you know, maybe there's like a sort of a, a Star Wars Elseworlds out there where, where someone has Anakin follow through with the promise of the Chosen One. And, and end the Clone Wars and end Darth Sidious right there uh, in Episode 3 and, and 
it's a, a happy, joyful occasion for Anakin. You know, it's not the tragedy of Anakin Skywalker anymore. It's it's about him being a hero. It's fun to think about that in in a sense. Uh, but it, again, the father knows. The father tells him. The father warns him, just like everyone else has warned him in his time. His his attachments are his ultimate downfall. Again, going back to Episode One, you know, Yoda says it. Anakin is too old to begin the training. He's he's too attached to things already as a small child. And he's not able to let go of that feeling. He's not able to not be attached. And that is a fun part of, of Jedi lore, of Jedi mythology, of their philosophy, right? We've seen it in, in so many different iterations of Star Wars media. You know, there, uh, there's a lot of it in uh, the High Republic series right now, if you're reading those books, uh, where the young Jedis, the young Padawans, even the young Knights, uh, they have to sort of deal with their feelings of attachment because you want you do you don't want attachment but you don't want to be detached from the universe from the galaxy from life you know you want to make connections and forge bonds with people um so it, in many ways again and Anakin's talked about this in episode two this it, it, it all kind of ties together but it has to do with nature right it has to do with the, the you know things happen bad things happen tragedies happen people die and you have to accept that they have, have joined with the Force. They become one with the galaxy, one with the energy field that binds us all together. And and Anakin's inability to do that is what prevents him from ever being able to fulfill the next half of the Chosen One prophecy, right? Ending the Clone Wars, ending the Sith threat, and and restoring balance to the Force. Now, again, the argument can be made. Again, if, if I don't want to go too deep into the philosophical rabbit hole that is balance to the Force, because... Um, some would argue, some have argued, you know it's out there on the internet, that the Force is already out of balance because there are so many Jedi, just due to the comparison of so many Sith. So the, the, the balance of the Force is heavily to the light side. And, and by enabling Order 66 to be enacted and wiping out the Jedi, not completely, we know, that is in essence restoring balance to the Force from the Sith perspective. So, again, there's no rights and wrongs in any of this stuff. It's all philosophy, right? It's all interpretation, as, as we have learned so, so very much from Star Wars. It's all about uh, a certain point of view, right? And, and that is very much the prophecy of the Chosen One. From a certain point of view, it is one thing to one group. It is one thing to another. Um, but Anakin, as that, that, that Chosen One, is sort of the, the, the greatest victim in all of it because he is... I don't want to say manipulated. He's manipulated by by Sidious and Palpatine, uh, Sidious slash Palpatine, if you will. Um, but he sort of becomes his own victim from the Jedi perspective, from the light side perspective, uh, because he's unable to do these right these these things because of his attachments. Again, we can go down this all day, and it's it's more of a fun debate to have with another person in the room. Uh, it's right now. It's just me kind of like rambling, <laughs> so I don't want to do that for too much longer. But that is the Mortis Trilogy. Uh, our heroes, they get on the ship. The father, the son, the daughter, now dead. They return to their ship, and they are going to leave Mortis. Uh, no, they don't actually take it back. They don't even make it back to the ship, right? Like It just kind of happens that they they wake up back on their ship, back at the coordinates where, where uh, Rex and Yularen were when they were initially dispatched to the distress signal at the beginning of the first episode at the beginning of the Overlords episode. And, and you know, 
Rex is like, oh, you're out of communication for a few moments. And Anakin's puzzled by that because they've, they've clearly been gone for several days. And it's almost as if it never happened, right? It's, it's uh, again, it's, it's, I said it during the Overlord episode. It's, it's sort of a Star Trekian kind of moment. Uh, this, this, you know, distress call, disturbance, sucked into a, 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 a construct and taken someplace far, far away. And then returned with no one knowing the wiser that anything had happened except for you and your party, right? Um, again, it's not overtly Star Trek. It's, 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 you know, part of the sci-fi genre by and large. But to see Star Wars embrace it is, is really, really fun. And I, I enjoy that aspect of it quite a bit. So, yeah, that is how we conclude Mortis. Uh, it's nine buckets. Nine big old buckets for me. I'm a big fan of this series, of, the, of this, these three episode, uh, this three-episode arc in particular. And again, like I said before, now we have a fixed point for referencing uh, future Jedi mysticism episodes. And we are going to get into the, uh, many, many more of those during the, run of, during the remainder of the run of this show. So we now have a fixed point. For, for many, many things. And that's and that's exciting. I'm looking forward to being able to like, hey, remember that Mortis trilogy we talked about? This is why it's still a big deal. <laughs> All right. I think we're going to get out of here. Uh, but before we do that, uh, uh, things are a little bit different now. We have, we have gone into 2022. And uh, as you may know, if you're a longtime listener of the show, we now have... A, uh, a a Patreon. It's 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 been remolded, rebranded. It's the old Patreon for another podcast that I uh, have recently retired. Uh, well, retired is a strong word. I've sort of converted into a Patreon show for the Mandovision podcast, uh, and which means we have Patreon supporters, and I want to give them a big old shout out because without their help, um, you know, we wouldn't have uh, in continually upgrading equipment. We wouldn't have uh, our, our, our hosting fees covered. You know, they're, they're, the patrons do a lot to keep the show going and to make sure that we uh, continue to deliver a high-quality product for your listening pleasure. If you want to consider being a Patreon, it's patreon.com forward slash MandoVision. Pretty easy. You can join, become a MandoVision maniac, get access to the bonus content, uh, depending on what tier you pick, or you just get a rad shout-out. Like these these fine, fine people here. Thank you to our current Patreons, the Aspen Hill Chody, the Batman Abejo, Jeff Nail. Jeff also co-hosts the Ring Ear, a great music podcast that I recommend. Check them out. Thanks to Evil Circle, the evilest of all circles, the Squidmaster General, Mr. Brian Broussard, the New Jersey Devil, Mark Wegemer, our very own Joker and Harley Quinn, Brian and Krista of Pride Brewing Company, here in San Diego and coming soon to Baltimore, Maryland, the Beer Hop Brigadier General, Jesus Beer Hops, and the Silent Assassin, He Who Shall Not Be Named. Thank you so much for sticking with us as we do this conversion uh, from the TomCast podcast to Mandovision. I truly, truly appreciate all of you sticking around, and I hope you'll enjoy what we have coming up. All right, let's go ahead. Let's get out of here. This has been Mandovision. Uh, what episode are we on? 120? Yo, side note, you may notice last week's episode, the, the, the last Mortis episode, the middle chapter, numbered wrong. Sorry about that. I said a number, forgetting that I had to record Boba Fett. So it's a little out of whack. But it's numbered correctly in your feed, so you're okay there. All right, we'll be back very, very soon. I believe the next episode will be Chapter 2, The Book of Boba Fett. I can't wait. It's going to be awesome. All right, everyone. Let's get out of here. You know this podcast can only end one way. This is the way. This is the way. This is the way. This is the way. <laughs>